is paying attention to what's happening. Yeah? And I don't mean so much about what's out here happening, just the, you're awake to being awake. Yeah? You've now finally honored or acknowledged the inherent state that we all are while we're doing all these things and becoming and unbecoming and then, oh, I feel terrible, now I feel great. Oh, I felt close to being okay, now I feel far away. All of these gyrations is like a mental circus and we're all like expert gymnasts. But all the leaping and the spinning doesn't really fucking do anything. You know? No matter how bad you're feeling, they're seeing. No matter how great you're feeling, they're seeing. Isn't there... You see people who write incredible clear descriptions of a deep depression. How could that happen? If they were so dark and confused, how could they be so clear about it? Because the clarity of mind doesn't go anywhere. It's just being underattended. Yeah? What this isn't about finding something. It's about recognizing that which is always here. By how how do we go about doing that? The way we've discovered is to see what you're not. Yeah? To see what you're not. And in seeing what you're not, that's what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. So, many people are saddled with a belief that they're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. A thing. They're taking themselves to be a historical action figure. And the consciousness that's moving through this camera is now being claimed to be an attribute of the camera. Yeah, it's sort of like this. Let's say there's a huge, huge camera. And then there's a small camera. And this huge camera has a huge aperture. It's wide open. It sees a many splendid event going on. And it decides, hey man, it decides to look through this little camera. Yeah? So it starts looking through the little camera. The little camera has an aperture, but it's closed. It's fixed. Yeah? Called self-centeredness. Yeah? Very small aperture. It's not picking up much. Yeah? It's, it's got a, a yellow tint, so everything it sees seems to be awash with yellow. It doesn't realize the yellow's coming from the camera. It thinks it's all yellow out there. It all sucks or whatever. But it's not. It's the lens is tinted. So here's the big camera, looks through it and goes, oh, jeez. Yeah? But what happens when this occurs, it suddenly takes itself to be the small camera. Yeah? Now it's this huge camera this unbelievable wide open lens but now it's defined by what it's looking through it's looking through a very small lens and so now it sees life based on this picture and we call it self-centeredness it's a very very small tunnel vision so you see everything as how it pertains to you not as the big camera but as the small camera but all the while you're the big camera yeah You're that open lens. You're that largeness. But you're taking yourself to be what what life seems to be moving through, the body. You're now taking yourself to be that body. So now you start seeing everything from a very self-centered little tunnel vision, and everything is awash with this yellow tint. It's amazing. So let's say you're screwed in San Francisco, you go to Thailand, and then you're screwed in Thailand, in Bangkok. It becomes like the same place, because it's not where you go, it's the tint, yeah? All right, what would happen? What do you do? Do you spend tons of time trying to change the small camera, 
A lot of us have tried to do that. A lot of us have worked. All right, we're going to get a special wrench and we're open up in that aperture. Yeah? But then when you open up the aperture, it seems to close almost like habitually. Yeah? So you get you do eight hours of like Bikram yoga and you're sweating and you're feeling this. Oh, 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 this is incredible. But you leave and go into Toronto traffic. Five minutes later, the, the aperture scene and everything looks yellow again. Yeah? And it seems like the habit or the, or the default mechanism is constantly defaulting. So it just hiccups and in your back seemingly in that small view. So then you get therapy for the small camera. And when you do this, or you try to civilize it, or let's go, man, don't blow this 4th of July picnic for me, will you? And so now you're tithing to the small camera. All the while, you're the hugeness, but you become identified but with what you've looked through. Yeah? All you need to know is, all right, let's describe. Someone comes along and describes not the big camera to the big camera. It describes the little camera. It says, hey, listen, you're taking yourself to be this, this aperture, it has this yellow tint, and it starts to explain what your experience is. Yeah? So it's never about, oh, you're the big camera, you're the big camera, you're the big camera, because when you're identified as a little camera, everything you hear is referred to the little camera. So you're hearing the message, you're the big camera, but what's hearing the message is the little camera. And the little camera hearing the message does what? It neuters the big message. It says, oh, I'm a little, I'm the big camera as the little camera. No, you're not the little camera. See, it's a totally different flavor. This isn't like, oh, I've gotten a new idea of what I could be. No, we're trying to look at the old idea of what you take yourself to be. And if you can see it as a foreign installment, I guarantee you, either very quickly or very slowly, your mind is going to be able to entertain one thing that has been escaping us for quite a while. And that is, I'm not that, and therefore I can be free from that. So the big camera, all it does is moves away. Sees the small camera, doesn't have to extinguish it or kill it or this or that. And occasionally it may want to look through the small camera, but it never loses its big camera-ness anymore. Yes? The identification as what it's not has been broken, and now it's resting in what it is, and then everything it was looking for through that small camera lens, it finds in itself. You're the source of contentment. Like in recovery, it says, you will know peace and understand serenity. All of these statements they give us, you'll have a new freedom and a new happiness. In other words, it's not going to look like any of your old freedoms and your old happinesses that haven't worked. It's going to be a radically new way of looking, not a refurnished or revamped old way of looking. You know what I mean? Not trying to put on a huge magnifying lens on the fucking yellow-tinted lens but just a new, a new way of looking and a new happiness and a new outlook and all this stuff. They're not saying, oh, you're going to get a, a rehabilitated outlook. No. AA says new. Radical. So then you go, you seemingly wake up in the fourth dimension and what happens? The fourth dimension of, to me, it's you're out of the mental state. The fourth dimension is where you live from. Before, you were begging and working hard to get a little visa to go there occasionally. But no, you're a citizen of the fourth dimension. You're visiting the third dimension. You're not inhabited here. You are inhabited here, but not by you. 
So the possibility of freedom is not presented to the small camera. It's defined by its aperture. Yeah, it's hopefully it's hopefully hopefully going to go through the small camera to the big camera as an aha, like we talked about. The aha hits you, and then what happens? You go home and think about it, and there it is. Now you've thought about the big camera from the small camera. Yeah, screw that big camera. Yes, but if you don't, if you see, if you feel from the big camera, you'll see the talking of the small camera, and you'll have a clear feeling, a distinct sense that it is a foreign installment. And I'll tell you, the stuff you're following in your head, you wouldn't follow it half as much if it didn't sound like you. If it had a little, like, ticker thing underneath, Stanley, Stanley, Stanley... And this insane shit was, let's think about Stanley. What was Stanley thinking of five years ago? You would freaking care less. But if it's called Paul, you're there. The glue isn't in the thoughts. It's not in the thoughts. The thoughts are being used to facilitate the bondage of self. It's not in the, what you feel. It's in the, th- the feelings are being, are being used to facilitate it, it's being used to facilitate this feeling of being the feeler. Yeah. It's the sense, it's not the problems that are driving you crazy, it's what precedes the problem, which is my problem. Yeah. It's not the thoughts, it's my thoughts. It's not the feelings, it's my feelings. It's not the actions, it's my actions. Yeah. You don't think about actions, but you'll think about your actions for a fucking long time. 30 years I go back to actions I did 30 years ago. I have never gone 30 years back for anyone else's actions. But my mental state regularly goes back to the actions and things I did 35 years ago or someone did to me. You have... See, it's all a sleight of hand. It will point to the thoughts that that's... It's the thoughts that are driving you crazy because the mind is shielded. It will talk, oh, the feelings. You've got to change your feelings. What, what is drug use about changing your feelings, basically? And they work pretty good. You drink, you're going to feel differently pretty fast. Someone promises, I can change your feelings on a week-long seminar. That's too long for most of us. I want something in five minutes, man. This is unbearable. And alcohol and drugs work. They do. But what happens is, maybe they change the feeling, but they don't change the feeler. They reinforce the feeler. And the feeler gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and now you're living an interpretation, not an experience anymore. Life is not happening anymore. It's happening to me, which is not life. That's an interpretation of life. When life is seen as happening to you, that's not living. That's an interpretation. When life is seen as happening, that's living. You can go with that flow. That's not difficult at all, because life is happening. But the whole story of life is happening to me, Jesus Christ, now now it opens up a possibility, well, why did it have to happen to me? Why did it happen to you? And, And it's just like, it's like, it's like one little, one little mental minutia just mutates. Just mutates. <laughs> just grows where you're full of shit <laughs> so quickly. You know what I mean? And then you look to people to dump it on, basically. 
usually a significant other because you you don't you know you can't get away with it on a stranger. So you fucking have someone fall caught in love with you so you can dump all your shit on them really. A lot of cases. It's unbearable how much shit you're picking up every day. We're like a black jacket. We're picking up lint all day as we walk through life. Is that traveling lighter? It's a possibility. It's so clear. You can just go back to it. What what has been there all the all of your life? What has never deviated from every moment, no matter from the most extreme worst moment to the most extreme best moment? What has been there? What has been there at all times? It's been there so much at all times you don't recognize it because it's never left. Yeah? You can't acknowledge it because it doesn't come. It has never left. It's just so always there, it's very easy not to notice it. This is what we miss. We miss what's always so. We miss it. It's like the fish, it sees everything in the water. Kelp, clam shells, other fish. But it never senses the water that it's immersed in. It can, ever, it can even go so far that it may be dying of thirst as a fish. Yeah? A self-centered fish probably would be, would be able to believe it was dry. <laughs> it would be bitching about how dry it is when it's immersed in the ocean. This is how insane it is. I've seen it both sides. Yeah? I've seen the beast from head to toe. Downloads have revealed to me how selfing appears, how it affixes itself to the mind, how it jacks into the mental state, how it convinces you that you're something all freaking day. It drives you to a point of fuck it, and then you're apt to do almost anything. You know, buy another jacket you don't need, you know, freaking eat that extra donut just to find, to try to get relief, a real relief from an imaginary condition. If, if we've missed one thing, that the problem is imaginary, that would explain why all your solutions have never really worked. You can't solve an imaginary problem. The solving of it is recognizing it's imaginary. Then what is there to do? Absolutely nothing. Yeah? How long would it take to get out of an imaginary place? Where do you always return to when peace shows up? Exactly where you've always been. You just think you've been away. But you've never been away. It's always been available at all times with no requirement necessary except the ones you make up. I remember when I came into AA recovery, they said a higher power of your own understanding and a lot of people don't read the book because it talks about, you know, at the beginning that works, but as you go ahead, as you go forward in the program, that's going to change the higher power of your understanding. Because what I realized over years was after the third step, I want a higher power of its own understanding. I don't want to define a higher power by my understanding. I want a higher power of its own understanding, and therefore it becomes revelatory. I find out how big it really is if I allow it its bigness. 
If I only am I, if I'm only going to accept the higher power of my own understanding, I'm going to severely cripple the higher power in my life. And who's going to be the highest power of all? The mental state playing God with God. But no, you get to a point where it's a higher power of its own understanding. It reveals itself through you and others and through life. And then you start getting an intimacy of what it is. All the checks have its signature. Yeah? You see the choreography of this event. You have massive amounts of coincidences. And so do other people. You now see the, un- the unseen hand all over the freaking place. You start having an intimacy with it as it's moving through an- you and others. Just like this morning. You sense the presence in the room. It was palpable, wasn't it? Palpable. What did anyone do to generate it? Nothing. It was just allowed to be noticed. That's all it was. It was allowed to be noticed. That's it. This is the same thing in a way. We can allow it to be noticed in our own life. Now. It can happen. It's not a doing. It's more of an allowing. Yeah? If you get weaned off the obsession with self, other, th- other things that are always possible will become possible in your life with no thought or effort on your part. Like it says in recovery, perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite rather than the finite self. We, wanna f- we, need, a, we need to have a higher power that's greater than what? Self. That's it. Now you may want to call it this or that, but you ultimately find out it's you. You are the higher power greater than self. That's been given, that higher power has been given self, the selfing, through identification. And now you've woken up and that deal is broken. It's like a little dog who has the run of the house will roll over when a big dog shows up. And now you're the big dog. The host has a built-in immunity to the parasite. It forgets that through identification with the parasite. If someone can point it out to you what the identification of self looks like, you'll probably identify with it. And maybe, just maybe, you'll entertain a possibility, I may not be that. And that's the beginning of, it, of its loss of influence. It needs your juice to do what it's doing. It has no juice in and of itself. Why do you think it's trying, spending so much time trying to convince you of something all day? <laughs> if it was in the real driver's seat, it would just be driving. It seems to always have to coddle up to you and convince you to do something that seems insane. And then as soon as you, as soon as you go with it, it starts talking as you, and then you're on a run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, it's being, then you're used for transportation. And it usually brings you to three doors if you're unlucky like me. Institution, jails, and death. All these, semi, all these seemingly different per- people all seemingly end up at the same place. You've got to realize all these people think they're all in these all, se- all these separate cars and all separate drivers. There's one driver. And you, know, you can know where it goes. Follow it where you end up and that's where it likes to take us. Institution, jails, death, ruined marriages, hospitals, rehab after rehab, institutionalization. This is what happens. It thrives in that setting. The gig is up as soon as you start seeing it. And you always have the ability to see. 
what's happened is the seeing has been overlooked by a form of looking called self-centeredness which is blind to the spirit it's blind it's blind to seeing when you're looking for seeing you'll never find it when you realize you're not what's that what's looking that's the seeing instantaneously you'll get a free sample just like when you walked into this meeting none of us could have conjured this up by ourselves what we felt like today in this morning and how quickly it came over the room yeah but it was it was like pregnantly available all that it was needed was us showing up yeah so for the people who haven't been here before or have been there's some terminology I like to use and I like this to use this word selfing because for me this the sense of self is an activity it's not a thing you and I are not bonded to a self it says please relieve us of the bondage of self it's much different if it was a real thing then we could be bonded to it yeah like this yeah someone could put me some handcuffs and bond me to the self and I'd be like this and against my own will I'd be stuck with this self yeah and if I found the right key or someone had the right key and opened it up I'd be freed from the bondage to self I could walk away and I would see self like a chair and bye bye I'm gone but the, this bondage is different it's not to a thing it's a mental activity that implies that you are a thing the, the selfing implies that you and I are a body that's how it bonds us Yeah. if you believe that all day the thought system believes it the thought system when you're thought about you're thought about as a body you're not thought about as a spirit because what would there be to think about really how are you going to think about spirit or can you go oh I was in Nebraska three years ago as a spirit that's insane because you're sensing the presence of spirit everywhere at all times but the body could be somewhere else yeah so the body is pictured and then it's thought about yes and so that's what how the mental state remembers you as a body by thought and it remembers you by worrying about the future because what you're worrying about is a body in the future you're not worrying about you as a spirit you're worrying about what's going to happen to me and that me is pictured as a body this is how we remember self the thought system is constantly narrating, interpreting this day based on you as a body all day it assumes it, it implies it it's its basis, it doesn't go over it much it doesn't investigate it just, it's just an assumed state of affairs you're a body and that's that and we're going to think a lot about it all day and we're going to see how we can get over as a body but then we're struggling with the pastness of the body with the fear that that's going to duplicate into the futureness for the body and we get caught in this insane little house of fucking horrors <laughs> or like a little personal porno theater and then Paul is getting done by Dallas or doing Dallas all day yeah and we like out I mean the jujubes are stale popcorn sucks it's fake butter we've seen this movie over and over again why am I watching this one more time it's like Die Hard 12 you know I hope Bruce Willis finally dies you know I'm tired of this but you're so attracted to it you wouldn't be attracted if it was anyone else but you're attracted to it because it's about you that's the only reason why you're interested in all the thoughts you would not 
think about Stanley five years ago. No freaking way, unless you went out with him and you want to be right about what an asshole he was. There's no way you're going to spend your Saturday in Toronto thinking about Stanley. I wonder how Stanley did five years ago. I know you had a hard time that day around two o'clock. No, but you're constantly, your head is constantly going back to think about you. Isn't it? So where's the, where's the bondage? Is it the thoughts? Or are they being used to bond you to an idea? Yeah? Is it the feelings really? Because feelings come and go. They come and go. You can wait out almost any feeling. Yeah? You're going to wait. You're going to win out. You're going to outlast any feeling you ever believed you had. So you are basically, you can wait, you can wait it out. So it's not the feeling, is it? It's really not even the actions, because most of us feeling guilty today are about past actions. We're not guilty about being here. I mean, what there's to be guilty about, yeah? So the guilt is being produced, don't you feel? The feelings are being used to produce a state. The thoughts are definitely being used to produce a state, usually a state of agitation, yeah? So you want to get relief. Something that's not even happening seems to really be happening, and it's unbearable. So how do I get out of this thing? But if you really look around, you're not actually in it. Yeah. Like here today, if you're upset right now, it's probably not based on now. It's based on last week or next week, isn't it? Really. You're disappointed, not now, but you think you'll be disappointed at six when that Agandas that you brought melted or something, you know, and my movie thing is broken. I, gotta, you know, I, won't, I won't have a DVD when I, these false securities we set up to make ourselves feel we'll, we will be okay. But the inherent condition is okayness, not as a body, but as what you are. So the thought system produces or harvests crops out of an imaginary field, doesn't it? You think about last week and you start feeling weird now. You're worried about, I'm going to have cancer next year, maybe. And then you start feeling like you have cancer now. Yeah. So are you really living? Or, or is there a reaction to basically what's not happening all day? It's basically a reaction to what's not happening. If you're following your thoughts, you don't seem to be here, do you? Yet, are you here? I mean, all the thoughts, they can only happen. I know selfing hates this, but it can't escape the now. It can't escape what's happening. You're, what the mental state's doing is trying to disguise you from what's happening by getting you involved in what's not happening. Yeah. It wants to displace your interest and attention because your interest and attention is free-ranging right now. What sounds so mysterious will f be found very obvious that you are what you're looking for. Yeah. It's definitely difficult to find it in the past and the future. That's where it hides your interest and attention because it's right now is where you are. And the mental state is the last place it wants to be is right now. Yeah? Because it knows the gig is up. Its whole story is so fabricated and weak and flimsy. One moment of being here can erase 40 years of its story. I've had it happen. I've seen others happen. I've seen watch people's faces at these meetings and the weights dropped. 
it's usually picked up when they go to lunch and think about it. But at least here, they dro- the dropping of it was, and you see their face. All those thousands of dollars they you know spent to get rid of lines with Botox, everything, they're gone anyway. They look like a kid again. This one lady happened years ago, and she's never lost it. It's wonderful to see. Because she was very, she was like a little mobile weather front, a very bleak sky over her, and now that's been that's been gone. It's sunny skies. Yeah, clouds come through, but they're not the state that you seem to be in. This is a possibility. You can travel lighter as a stabilized condition. The idea of surrendering and then not surrendering—you can be surrendered. it can become the new normal instead of irritability, restlessness discontent, constantly producing seeking and agitation and ease and comfort and a contentment two baselines, one is much more reliable and much more comfortable and the other one is just based on promises, that instead of realizing you're okay, it's the hope that I will be okay your, your arrival's always put off, isn't it? You say, all right, I'll arrive after I do two hours of yoga. But the next week, the, the, the standards are raised. You now have to do three hours of yoga. And then you've got to do three, three and a half hours of yoga and throw some tantric in. And it just gets added and added. Oh, I will be okay when I go to that retreat. It's a week-long retreat. That doesn't work. Then you have to sign up for a month retreat. And then a three-month retreat. Then a silent three-month retreat. <laughs> silent mixed with therapy retreat. On and on. But... The, You're just hoping to arrive at where you're already at. But you want that which you're taking yourself to be there to get it, and it can't get it. You are exactly that which you're seeking. And that which you're taking yourself to be may want to really get it, and it's never on offer to it. It's your own absence which is the presence. That's the deal. You can't... You know when they say they tell you how good it is? but every time you get there, it sucks. You can't go to the party. You're excluded. You're, you've been checked off the guest list. See, it's in losing interest in the self that the interest is gained into the space, into the presence. But the self can't garner that as an experience. Its seeming presence negates that possibility. When you're full of self, that's not available. And everyone's trying to work a magical equation that that can be broken. I want to be there to get it. I want to experience my own absence. (laughs) I'm here to humbly tell you it's not on offer and never will be. You are never going to get it. Hallelujah. Because if you got it, you'd be so freaking worried about losing it. But it has nothing to do with you. That's the beauty of it. You don't have it, therefore you don't lose it. You didn't do anything, so you can't undo it. Yes, it's grace and grace supreme. And then listen, your action figures are wild, then you find a way of life like AA that gives you God rails, G-O-D rails, and then your active craziness out here on the action figure realm will become stabilized, then your mind can become a free-range alcoholic. You can roam, yeah? But you're not going to be able to entertain these things when you're shooting coke and going to jail. It's going to be more difficult, let's say. So AA, for me, was a necessary ingredient of this life because it stabilized the action figure. My action figure, 
based on its own managing skills, always manages itself to be managed by others. Jails, institutions, all like that. Something had, a de- something had to happen, and A happened in my life. Took care of all that consequential agitation. I live a pretty simple, sedate existence, and now my f- mind is freed from the flypaper. Yeah? I don't have court dates every week. I'm not having urinalysis little tests. I'm not going, you know, having to talk to my probation officer anymore. Yeah. That's not the that's not the joy. It, uh, it's what it's allowed. Yeah, that piece of the activity of uh, the action figure has allowed mind to rest in itself, unperturbed, and then come to know what serenity is and comprehend peace. Not as an experience that I get and lose and get and lose and get and lose, but as an inherent state that I can rest in. Recovery, it says, the daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. The daily reprieve. Some of us think of it as the reprieve from drinking and using. To me, let's say it's the reprieve from thinking. <laughs> I love to do this. That, you ever see that pamphlet of the 20 questions? Just switch the word drinking to thinking. Let's see it. I bet you probably 19 of them. <laughs> thinking, thinking, thinking. And you know, it's funny because even drinking stops, doesn't it? But when does thinking stop? <laughs> when have you reached... A, all right, I've thought enough about that. <laughs> when? When? Literally. It never, there's never a time out. It's just stuff that was, it's never, maybe have never even happened is still going over. <laughs> the problem resides in the mind. So it says, all right, the daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Sounds great. All right, but let's say you're identified as a body. That's your reference point. So now the body is going to set out and try to become spiritual. <laughs> the shit just slips off. So I did three weeks of 14 hours a day. Where is it a day later? Nothing's sinking in. It's like buying a very expensive moisturizer that only sits on the surface. You, know, you got a nice shine, but not, there's no nourishment of the skin. On and on and on. But what would happen if you realized you're not a body? You may be a spiritual condition. And if you recognize you are a spiritual condition, that's the maintenance in and of itself. Being a spiritual condition is the highest form of maintaining a spiritual condition. <laughs> Being it. Yeah? Not practicing it, not exercising with it, not thinking it, but being it. And if you're not a body, I bet you you'll find out that you're something more like spirit, let's say. That you're a non-thing. You're definitely not going to find out you're another body. <laughs> you're going to find out that you're not body-oriented. Your reference, your starting point is not a body. There's something looking through the body, but that is not a body. Yeah. And so now a new reference is offered and see how life is interpreted from there. You may find that it's interpreted in a much lighter way and you travel lighter through life. It doesn't change the geography of your life, but you'll try travel lighter over it all. And if it goes on and on for years and years and years, you're on to something. You're on to something. You've discovered the open secret. 
You've walked through the gateless gate. You've realized the seeker is the sought. You realize, like St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. This becomes clear. You don't need 800 pages of scriptures. One short sentence can do it. One short sentence describes the whole enchilada. You are what you're seeking. How could that possibly be in the current condition exactly? You're identified as a body. How could that be what I'm looking for? I'm looking at it all day in mirrors and reflections on stores and trying to get a reflection from someone else looking at me. It doesn't seem to be the great enchilada of all time. But no, it's what's looking is not a body. What's looking is what you and I are looking for. Boom. Then you go like this, where? <laughs> see, you're never going to be able to be fast enough to see what's looking because you're what's looking. You don't know, see it? You can't. It's a, all right. I'm going to act like I'm not interested. Oh, oh. I, I got a glimpse of what's looking. No, you're never going to. It's not outside of you. All the while you're thinking you're looking, Paul, Paul, Paul. That's a form of looking called self-centeredness. That's making us blind to what's seeing. At the same time, that's being called me looking. That's the seeing. That's the spirit. The spirit is what you are. In recovery, we talk about a pause. And if you've been in AA and you've had the grace, you know what that means. It's a sense-felt thing. There's a pause. Let's say you're going to do something like you always did, and suddenly there's, a, there's an interruption, like a pause. And it's like a live, yeah? it's a live moment. That's what you are. You have finally interceded in your own life. You appeared before you did that next crazy thing. That was you and I. That's the pause. We are that. We're not a body. And when that meets life, I'll tell you, man, if they, you know, they have the story of the genie in the bottle giving you three wishes, I swear my genie would offer three pauses. If I had, could have had three pauses in this life to throw certain places, it would have all looked different. You know what I mean? Like the night I thought I was missing something and crossed the street, got run over twice by the same car. Yeah? <laughs> I've been home happily at home, not happily, and I thought a big party had erupted, got back out, drove to the bar, trying to cross the street. I never made it a street, and no one was in the bar anyway. Got run over by a Monte Carlo. Nice, would have been nice to have a pause there. Maybe my life a little look different. That pause is you. Can you imagine if you had three very infrequent events of it showing up in your life? It could have changed everything. Guess what? That's available at all times. And you know what? The greatest thing you can do is change nothing and still be totally okay. Change absolutely nothing and still be fine. That's its greatest miracle, is that you learn how to fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit, you or fit them around you. It's one of the greatest statements of AA. Yeah. You get molded in a different way under this influence. Acceptance becomes a byproduct. It's not something you effort to do. It's, it's a byproduct of a spiritual shift. Yeah? You're not in arguing with everything anymore. I don't want anyone else who's not here being to be here, and I don't want anyone here not to be here. That's acceptance. Yeah? All of these things. 
we believe we can do ourselves into them. It's impossible. The only thing you can do yourself into is something you'll do yourself out of. That's not it. This is not an experience. This is a state. I'm using that term. It's not even a state. It's the inherent condition. But let's say in entertaining it here, it acts like a state as contrary to an experience. It doesn't come and go. It doesn't amplify and decrease. It's always available at all times. You can abide there. You can rest there. It nourishes you. I'm stoked, totally stoked by it. I've been sharing this for so many freaking years. And thank God I've never come to any one of these meetings. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but to me, it's a gospel. It's the good news. You know, we already have a way of life. This isn't another, this is not a path to illumination. It will illuminate whatever path you're on. Yeah? This will illuminate the AA program. Yeah? It's not a replacement for AA. It's, it's, it's not a replacement for anything. It will illuminate whatever your path is. If it's being a mother, being a father, being this, being a speaker, it doesn't matter. It will illuminate. Yeah? It's, all it is is a quality of illumination. And it's you that brings the light to the situation. You're the light. You finally show up. You finally show up in your real life. And you and once it, you start showing up, you realize that's what you've been missing the whole time. There wasn't enough of what you really are in your life. There was way too much interpretation going on. Remember when you were a kid and you'd be running around naked and you ran into a room and then maybe hit four or five and in every room since then you've ever entered, this, you were accompanied by thought? Who's going to be there? How do I look? Da, da, da. Um, isn't it that fucking incessant narration of a day, all day, for year upon year? I don't know. I don't know how it finds so much interest in something that's so fucking boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's unbelievable. It's just exhausting. It's all obsession with self. It's a cherishing of self. Buddhism doesn't talk about it obsession. It says there's a cherishing of self, which I like even better. There's a huge affection the mental state has for what it's making up. It's Paul. <laughs> Paul being in rehab. Ah! Paul being recovered. Ah! Paul, 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 Paul. It's like the spotlight's always on me. What an insane way. And then it's so insane when... <laughs> It hides out great in meetings. The whole purpose is to get out of self. There's more selfing going on there than anywhere else. It hides out in self-help programs, usually. I mean, it's all about it getting better. It loves that. That's a long, arduous, very heavy duty, and especially long road. Yes, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm getting... Oh, I did... I fucked up. I'm not better anymore. It's all you, all about you, all the time. This is you lose interest, you see? You don't have to kill anything. You don't have to 
deny anything. You don't have to vanquish anything. You just lose interest in all the shit that's facilitating the bondage of self. You lose interest in thoughts. You lose interest in self. You lose interest in your feelings. You lose interest in your problems. You you lose interest in time. Then you gain interest in what you'll find out. Yeah, but I know they'll always always be rooted here and now. So now your interest and attention, instead of being used to enslave you to yesterday and tomorrow, will enrich your day. And you know what? You'll be used to enrich other days, other people's days. So. We do this a lot. Let's have a board here. And we'll do it. This is the, it's always an introductory, but I'll get down to rudimentary stuff. So here's the board. And it has, let's put up relationships there. Money and, let's say, sex. Or health, all right? So everyone would look at those three topics. Money, health, sex, or money, relationships, whatever. You know, anything that's sort of important. So money, relationships, health. Okay? Now weigh them. You feel it, right? You feel money. Oh, how much do I have? Did I look at my account today or whatever? Okay. We're not going to change the word at all. Money, health, and relationship. But we're going to change the weight of it. Unbelievable. Or the meaning of it. Yeah? But not, not by changing the word. We're just going to insert a, f- a word in front of it. My money. So here, I love everyone here to have tons of money, but I don't want any of you to have any of my money. The total difference, is it? Money, money. But my money, money are usually different. Health, health, my health, usually different. Yeah, Relationships, my relationships. You see this? This is the heaviness that's added all day to all of your topics, all your experiences, all your activities. They're being called yours and about you. And that's the weight. That's the heaviness that drives you to drink. That's the thing that causes the unease, the irritability, and restlessness. Yeah, That's the weight that you're carrying, and you're looking. You don't know why you're always seeking. You're trying to find a way to get rid of that weight. Yeah, It's not relationships, health, and money. It's the my. The my is the act of being identified. This is the true root of alcoholism. It's not obsession with self. It's identification as a self. The obsessions with self are used to reinforce the identification as a self. You have to obsess around self to keep feeling you're a self. You have to. Without that constant preoccupation with self, many, many times in a day, you'd really feel being free from the bondage of it. But by being enslaved to the thought system, the thought system is working heavily all day to attach you to everything. Yeah? And most of the time, you have nothing to do with most of the shit it says you have a lot to do with. You don't have a lot to do with your recovery a lot of times. You don't. You know, it's like this. It seems innocent, but knee blew out in the water surfing. But if I, when I meet people, and they go, well, what happened? Well, I hurt my knee. So it sounds like, in a way, you could hear, I went out in the water with a hammer, and I fucking banged my knee until it was sufficiently hurt, and I hurt my knee. Like, I had a lot to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. The knee, like you know, it's like an old Toyota brake pad. It's t- it ran out. It was metal on metal. There's no brake pad. And it went out. Yeah? But the way the mental state has it sort of held is I did it. Yeah? 
Or just like people see me, oh, you've growing your hair. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm growing my hair. I'm doing a good job, eh? I spent, that's why I'm late today. I had to grow my hair. I forgot to grow it yesterday, so I spent the morning growing my hair. And I've actually joined a group, and we grow our hair together, and I, I notice it grows longer, faster, and thicker, eh? Much thicker. Yeah. But it sounds innocent, but I have nothing to do with growing my hair. I just don't cut the hair, yeah? But the way our language sound makes it sound, I have a lot to do with Something I have nothing to do with. It's that all way, all day. Isn't it? Your head, is, if you're listening to your head, you've been fucking, you're guilty. You've been sentenced, you're convicted. You, you hurt your knee. You, you're not growing your hair good enough. You look terrible. Oh, it's your fault I look terrible. I've been born ugly. What can I say? No. You're, this was premeditated ugly. You you made yourself ugly. Give me a fucking break. You listen. That's, don't tell me you don't feel like that. The way if you and you're hearing exactly how we speak out here. You're hearing it up there. You know what I mean. You're hearing it. So you're every time you claim something, you get both sides. You may have pride, but you're probably going to get guilt or shame. Yeah. And that's the weight that's added to your little knapsack all day. Traveling lighter is that nats- the straps are cut. You're not, trying to un- you're not trying to lighten the load. You're cutting the carrier of it. You're cutting the knapsack. You're cutting the identification as self. That's what allows you to travel lighter. The same thoughts come, same feelings come, but the my is aborted. The my is aborted. That coupling doesn't happen. There's a feeling, but the my doesn't connect. Yeah? And then write a whole story about it. The thought shows up, but there's no my there, so the thought goes. Just like everything else. It comes and goes. It's unimpeded now. It's not sucked into a vortex around you. What happens? You'll feel lighter. If you feel lighter, you may not want to have an urge to drink. Because you'll feel fucking, hey, this is better than drinking. I don't. I have never had a thought or a feeling to drink or not. To me, why would I ever do that? This is so much more tasty and so much more refined. I'm high all day and I never get stopped. <laughs> I haven't been arrested once and I've been high, much higher than I've ever been when I was on drugs. I swear. I used to spend $500 to feel this. I feel it for free of charge. Wake up, oh, there's the possibility. Do some service when you're light, man. It's like a high. It's the heaviness. See, the value of this message isn't in the message. That's everything. It's in that it, it's, it's valuable here when it can appear not to be so. People forget their nature. So in this place where we can either live seemingly heavy or seemingly light, light seems valuable. And especially if you have a long run of heaviness, yeah, and you're so fucking tired of being tired, sick and tired, but you can't seem to get out of it because you're the problem. Like it says in recovery, we're not people with problems, we are the problem. And the great news is you're the problem, and therefore you're not. The problem is identification as... When the identification as is, as is, is in place, you're the problem. But that's not true. If the identification's broken, you're not the problem. You're the solution. That's the beauty of it. 
That's the pure beauty of it. You are exactly what you're looking for, but not how you seem to be constructed in your head. That's the thing you want to get as far away from. But the solution to it is right where you're sitting, right now, at all times. It's you. So the thoughts, when you see the, you see them, you know, you hear them, don't you? When you hear the thoughts, the unspoken bondage is the my. It's assumed, it's implied, it's never really said out loud, but it's always assumed, yeah? It's always implied, it's always inferred. That's the bonding, is the my. And that my doesn't need to have any force if you... see it in a new way. You can abstain from that my like you abstain from a drug and a drink. Joyously and happily. Yeah. Then the thought comes and goes. It leaves its impression, but it doesn't trigger 45 years of story around it. Yeah? You know what I mean? You may feel discomfort, but not for 30 freaking years. You'll be able to respond to what's going on instead of react to what's not going on. I'm here because I, I, it's impossible to believe I could be anywhere else. Being here is all the evidence I ever need that this is the only thing that's happening. <laughs> I'm not trying to get into a moment because I, I, I totally am clear you can never be out of a moment. You have never been out of any moment you've been in. Without you, there ain't a moment. You are it. Yeah? And the whole thing with self, why try to get out of what you can never really truly be in? That's how you get out of it, is recognizing you're not a self. Yeah? So, the whole point is, you're not trying to get into what you can't be out of. Yeah? And you're not trying to get out of what you can't be in. There's the solution. Yeah? The horse is in front of the cart, and then now see how you travel. And if you travel light in a long, long period of time, you're on to something. Yeah? It's never going away, so your entertaining never stops. You don't have to renew your cable subscription because there's... Yeah, thanks, man. You don't need to... It's not a cable subscription. You're it. Yeah? So if you find peace where you are, there you go. It travels with you. Yeah? Comes to Toronto. It's still... And it will go back to San Francisco when I go back. Yeah, I'll never get there before it. <laughs> I'll never miss connection with it. <laughs> it was oh, I'm on the wrong flight. That's never true. <laughs> you are what you're looking for. Hallelujah. You feel meditated. You know, meditation you don't see as an act anymore. You're being meditated. It's so clear. Something is meditating us. It's power. You can sense it. You can sense its eye on this little action figure all day. Yeah. Yeah. So any questions now? This is just the beginning. <laughs> There's the, the doors aren't locked. You can leave it. <laughs> I may leave. Who knows? I get tired of talking sometimes because sometimes it gets to be like beating a dead horse. I'm a real believer that this is an imitation, but a few hours ain't bad. But I would never, I don't like the whole long of like a 10-day 
dissertation on it. This I have more faith in mind. I believe all you need is a simple clue or a little hint, and you know the direction. You have its smell already. You know, you know it before knowing. You know it. You are it, and I know that to be true. So for me, the way it worked for me is I heard something like this at an event, and it triggered uh, like an unspoken yes in my gut, and I knew it before I ever knew anything else. And then what I did is I was very, very psyched. So I stoked it. I went to a couple other different meetings and I read some books. And that not didn't overdo it. And I went places where famous people that introduced it lived. And I felt really good being around where they were. They had passed some of them. And I did that. And then, all right, it became obvious and very familiar. And then the the rest of the time has just been entertaining it, you know. And then I end up having a seat assignment to share it, but this isn't my assignment. This is this is like musical chairs. The music comes on, we all get up, and then it stops, you sit down. You may stop, sit at the same seat, but it never becomes your seat. You're just a seat assignment, yeah? You know what I mean? And it just and it just it's another it affords me another opportunity to entertain what I'm entertaining all day. Yeah. And there it goes. And you get used. Yeah? It's like we had that meeting today. What, how much effort was involved in that? Absolutely none. The spirit moved us and then it creates a beautiful fucking space. And knowing it or not, you and I got very, very nourished there. And we have it offered all the time in AA. You can always find a manipulated pause almost anywhere in the world to have that self-centeredness derail and then sit in the space and get recovered for an hour. Yeah? This is similar in a way, but you become that pause. You become the oasis. And then so when you go to a meeting, you bring that to the meeting. You're not looking for it in the meeting. You are participating in it, being at the meeting. Yeah? Things change around. You start looking at what you can give to others instead of take. Yeah, it's all beautiful. And AA is a great supporter of this idea. I mean, I've... I can't believe how people can do it. I, I don't like too much socialness, but I need social contact as an action figure. And AA gives me a way to anonymously rub shoulders with people, but not to hang out with them that much. You know, works out great for me. It does. For 27 years, it's fantastic. You know? So I feel like I belong, but they don't, none of them have my number. <laughs> they don't know my last name <laughs> or where I live. <laughs> it sort of fits me perfectly. It does. Yeah, it's great. So, you know, other people like to be more joining. It works for that, too. So, you know, I'm happy you're here, bro. And just come here and let this thing happen. Don't, don't try to... Uh, figure it out with thought if you can help so or just take the thoughts sort of not so seriously because this doesn't have to be thought about all it is is acknowledged yeah it's already in there this is like a spiritual subpoena you've already been served you don't and you're going to get a message to go to court but it's not going to be the court you usually go to the mental court it's going to be the court of light and all your seeming trespasses will be annulled You'll be let off the biggest hook, which is your own. Yeah? You'll be given permission to be okay. Just as you are because you ain't. Yeah? If this is taken to be you, isn't it going to be an urban renewal project all life? I mean, you're going to find fault in tons of shit. Yes? You're going to be working on you the rest of your fucking life. But I'll tell you, 
the, the, all the funding got stopped when I realized I wasn't this. The urban renewal projects have been terminated. This is, this is the way it is. <laughs> like it or not. <laughs> I'm not adding any more additions onto it. <laughs> I don't have to jump through hoops to accrue value to give myself permission. Oh, you can now have that latte. What did you do today, Paul? I did this, I did that. Okay, have a latte. You know what I mean? What the fuck is that? You know what I mean? I have to jump through hoops to be okay? <laughs> Who am I trying to prove that I'm okay to? The fucking thing that's playing God in one's head. And it's the, it's the false God using your God juice to play God on you. Literally, that's what it's doing. It says in AA, the first thing... The third step, the major concept of recovery is turning your willing life over to the care of a higher power. But it says when it's presented, it says first, quit playing God. Next is the third step. This is what most of us are missing, is find out what's freaking playing God. Because if that thing that's playing God plays God with the third step, this is going to be your experience. I turned it over, I took it back. I turned it over, I took it back. Turn it up to back to back, back. That's not fucking surrender. That's that's the the playing God with God. Yeah, surrender is it. There's a surrender and it's surrendered. There's no taking back. You know, it's no bargaining. All right, all right. I'm gonna. I'll turn everything over except for my body image. All right. All right. So that's where all the fear and resentment goes it's about your body image. Anything you refuse to surrender, that's where the mental state coagulates around. So, let's have a break, eh, and then come back. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Is that good? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Just tell us when. Well, I just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when do we come back? Well, let's see. What time is it? It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's so kind of after, uh, so let's say, uh, 3 o'clock? Maybe? Yes. 40 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Take your time. (laughs) We may have three talks today. We'll have little things. We'll have three little talks.